0: Hey, everybody. In this um, edition of Guys Talking Sports, we're going to get into Dak Prescott's new contract and getting that Brinks trucks rolled up to him. We're going to talk about a little more NFL. Where does Ben Roethlisberger go? The NBA All-Star Day. Oh, and Les Miles. What happened to him? And what will will happen to him next? All that and a little bit more on this week of Guys Talking Sports. Hey everybody, and welcome to another edition of Guys Talking Sports. This week, we're going to talk about Dak getting paid. Uh, we're going to talk about the All Star Day minus the All Star game. <laughs> and we're going to ask Ace's favorite college team, Dookies, will they or won't they make it to the big dance? That's what I'm more interested about. <laughs> Before we get rolling, I want to give a big shout out and um, introduce my other two co hosts, Ace and Big Al. What's up, fellas? How's it going?
1: What up? Another Wednesday, another show. Let's get crack lacking
2: <laughs> I am not going to front. Today is not one of my best days because I'm so busy right now. So I'm ready to get started. Um, we got a lot to talk about, so let's get right into it.
0: Yes, I was busy because you got to make that paper. As the CEO told him, fix my shit. <laughs> And if that was my CEO, I'll probably jump a little bit higher too. But um, but hey, you gotta do what you gotta do, homie. So let's get right into it. Dak Prescott for the last what year, two years, felt like forever, has <laughs> been deciding or wondering if he's gonna get a contract extension. And guess what? We were all debating about that. He probably wasn't, might get franchise tag, he was gonna walk 37.7 million dollars. But guess what? He done did, he signed a contract extension and doubled the money he was going to get this year. You got franchise tagged. Good Lord. So what is it? $160 million over four years. $126 million that is guaranteed. That's the only damn thing that actually matters. $66 million bonus, making $75 million over a year. If you break that over the next three years, it's not really $40 million a year. As some people are talking about, it a little less than that. Actually, a lot less than that. Um, but anyway, it... The way people calculate it it's about 40 million a year he got his years he's got everything he wanted he's got his years no trade clause no franchise tag four years and when the new um what is the new tv contracts kick in in about a couple of years he's gonna be right back there as he believes to get broken off again as he believes so hey 31 at that time what is he? Twenty seven now?
1: 26, 27, something like that.
0: Well, he'd probably be about early thirties, which would be what people are saying are still your prime years. If, if um, Tom Brady and others are any have anything to say about that. So, fellas, what do you think about this contract extension? Do you think Dallas overpaid him, or do you think he got just the market value?
1: Um, right. He got market what? He got market, but you could blame Dallas for sitting there paying him that much money because if they'd have just extended the man a year ago, it would have only been like 35 million, you know? So blame Jerry Jones for sitting there trying to play hardball and trying to think that he's gonna, he's gonna not play up to his potential and not do well, justify not paying him that type of money. And now he had to sit there and, uh, you know, chomp on it a little bit and uh, chalk up a little bit more money that he wished he didn't have to Cause now he's leveraging the farm just to pay this man. So I got nothing to love for Dak. Get your money, player.
2: <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. I, I, I mean, to be honest, it's a win-win situation for Dak. Bottom line, um, Dallas, Dallas thought they had it in the bag, and at the end of the day, it was Dak's. Dak was in control. It was only, it was his opportunity, and only he can mess that up. Um, but all in all, he did. He got what he wanted. Now they can resume, um get back to being where they need to be, as far as the team is concerned, but and all in all, I think that Dak was the the clear winner out of this, without a doubt,
0: yeah, I mean he wanted the he wanted the years, he wanted the no trade clause um if I'm looking at something right now, I'm not sure how how legit all this is. the signing bonus is sixty six million, but it breaks down to this year coming up 9 million dollar base salary following year 20 million dollar base salary the following year 31 million dollar base salary in 2024 a 29 million dollar base salary base salary and he actually gets a million dollar incentive if he plays if he wins the super bowl and at least plays in you know has takes 50 more snaps in the title game i don't see that happening <laughs> But um, he got what he wanted. You know, I I tip my hat to the man. I tip my hat to all these NFL players going out and getting their paper, Um, especially these black QBs out there who who most people have um, feel a certain way about their abilities to play the position. But you know what? Get all that money you can from Jerry because he tried to stonewall you. He played hardball because he didn't believe or he didn't even think you were worthy enough to make that kind of money. Now he wasn't making, you know, in my opinion, Patrick Mahomes, you know, kind of when he's making 45 mil, but he wanted something close to that for a man that what only won what won one Super Bowl game, hasn't made it to the um, NFC Championship game, hasn't won a Super Bowl, hasn't been named um, a league MVP. So he wants to be paid like all of that, but he has yet to prove that he's all of that. And to me, I think it's going to slightly make it a little bit more difficult for Dallas moving forward because you got a lot of dudes making a lot of money that haven't proven anything yet. I mean, you got, uh, who's Amari Cooper got paid some money. You got their um, their DB got paid a lot of money. You got um, Zeke, they got paid a lot of money, who they shouldn't have paid that much money to. And now you're going to sit there and back up the truck for, for Dak. But I rejoice, he got paid market value. He was the next man up and Dallas got caught. They should have, like you said, they should have did it a year or two ago. But this is what happens when you tried to play hardball because you didn't think that that man was a franchise quarterback, and you did not want to pay him, and you was praying to God that Andy Dalton would take you into the playoffs and make a run to the NFC Championship game. If that would have happened, Dak wouldn't have got that contract. I agree. I, I completely
1: agree. And big up and big up to Lamar Jackson because he's about to get broke off just because of this deal right here. He exactly. was
0: like he was like <laughs> <laughs> him yep. and, and him and Josh Allen. Yep.
1: Oh yeah. Next. Josh Allen gonna get more money, but Lamar Jackson yeah. gonna easily get forty one, forty two million now. Easy.
2: This is next man up. So yep. it's really next QB up, I should say.
1: mm mm-hmm. He's gonna get all his paper. He That's why if I'm Mahomes,
0: I'm surprised he didn't hit him for 50. But I, I I take it that he wanted to extend the contract over a certain amount of time to allow the team to put pieces around him. But oh,
1: – yeah. yeah. He's gonna, sadly, the sad thing about it is Mahomes, even though he signs that 10-year contract, I think that only puts him at like 32, 33 years old. He'll still be in his prime of his damn career. He'll sign another damn – eight-year, $400 million contract after that and make damn near a billion dollars playing NFL. Man, must be nice, boy. Al, nice. you need to be putting a, I know it sounds crazy, but the football in your son's hand, man.
0: <laughs> no, put the baseball in his hand.
1: <laughs> that too. Multi, multi-sport. Multi-sport. I, I,
2: I'm not even going to comment about that because it's... it's, it's, it's it's. I'm not gonna comment about my son in sports right now, I'm not.
1: <laughs> you know, tell him, tell him it's a video game system at the end of it. I guarantee his ass be out there balling.
2: <laughs> right now, it's just. I mean, right now I'm I'm pushing him to get him back into sports, so. It's <laughs> a matter of time. The, the, the <laughs> pandemic kind of shifted everything. It did a right. reboot, so. Right. Man,
0: so. <laughs> Let me ask you guys this question: Do you think that the Cowboys will win a Super Bowl within the next three to four years?
1: They ain't got no money. Can they ain't got no defense? They Ain't got no money to pay nobody.
2: Until until that happens, I can't see it. <laughs> Cannot see it.
0: Nope. I, I agree. The offensive line is is still is still hurt and getting old. Ergo, the sure. reason why he was running around, you know, and got hurt. But that defense, yes, that defense was atrocious. Even when he was playing, I mean, yep. they were they were getting twenty dropped on them before a halftime, quick, mm-hmm. by a lot of teams. <laughs> and Dak had to throw for some garbage yards at the end just to get him back in the game. But I agree, without a good defense, it's going to be hard to see, and money's going to be scarce.
1: Yeah, defense still wins championships in the NFL. That's right. No matter Our how question. <laughs>
0: But it's the NFL, like you said, next man up. So that would mean, so I guess Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen would be, and would Baker Mayfield be another guy up for contract extension or did he already get one? I think
2: I think it's following um, J- Lamar and um, Josh Allen. I believe he would be after those two. I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure that he would be after those two.
0: Yeah, he could, yeah, because he came out. That came out the year of Carson and um Carson and, and Jared Goff. So yeah, he he's before them. So oh, he's before them. I believe he came out the same year that Carson and Jared, um Carson Winston Jared Goff came out. All
1: right. mm-hmm. Third rounder, he got picked drafted in the third round.
0: Fourth, fourth, fourth. Round. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Baker and all those guys came 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 after that. Four.
1: Right, 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 right. Yeah, Bigger ain't gonna get broke off like that. Unless Baker shows his ass, so this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, so I'm not saying it's not possible, but it's just saying he he ain't gonna get broke off until he probably if he has a dominating season, which he might very much will. You know, considering you know, how much he and the coach are actually kind of vibing and uh, playing well together, so it's possible.
2: Anything
0: is possible. That is mm-hmm. true. <laughs> Oh, one the season. And he was in and he he turked around the season, you know, the second half and you know, made a nice you know, playoff run. Um, they got eventually beat by Kansas City, but I mean, that coach and him look like they finally got their you know, their acts together midway through this season. So I agree with you. I don't know, but I think if he can put up another season like he just did, then I think he can come in there, and probably demand, even if he gets, let's say, hypothetically. It's the AFC Championship game, um, win or lose, and I think he might have a, a better platform to kind of demand some money.
1: Well, we'll see. Uh, yeah, I, I still think uh, I still think Baltimore is going to have to cave, and if Baltimore has another good season, Lamar plays well, regardless if he's that you know running back playing quarterback or whatever. As long as he has another dominating season they had to pay the man, unfortunately. So, he's the next man up. Mm-hmm. And they're going to pay Josh Rosen. Oh, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> he's Josh keep, Allen? Oh, yeah, Josh Allen. Yeah, they're going to keep Josh Allen and uh, my man and wide receiver together for a long time.
0: Stefan Diggs. Yep. Man,
1: That's dead. Dead. That was cash money right there for my fantasy, for my fantasy squad. I I said, Minnesota was
0: stupid for letting them them walk.
1: There ain't no quarterback. I don't don't hear crap about Kirk Cousins.
0: about to say, they still really got a quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) Flash. Well, I mean, to be
2: honest, the opportunity wasn't there for Minnesota anyway because he's still battling with Adam and um, still with the running game with Dalvin Cook and everything. So it was just more of an opportunity for Stephon Diggs to be where he is right now. So... Can't be mad at
1: that. I agree. I agree. Well, Adam Thielen. I mean, he's he's nice, but he ain't the feeling he was for three years ago. Three well, yeah, years.
2: yeah. But I mean, you know, just for for Stefan to step out on his own in the ways where he is now the primary wide receiver, or uh, or one of the you know is more valuable. Is he is more valuable in Buffalo now than he was in Minnesota at this stage, because. You know, Buffalo is now has the opportunity to advance, Um, but more so than where Minnesota is right now. That's for
0: sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it's you know, it's all willing. Who's going to pay you the money and uh where you can flourish at? And right now, he is doing this thing where he's at. So yep, <laughs> and, and Josh Allen is loving it because mm-hmm. he's making his life a heck of a lot easier.
1: hmm. Got that
0: right. So speaking about for one quarterback that just got paid, there's a there's another quarterback that just had to restructure his contract and give back some money just to stay on the team. Mr. Um <laughs> Big Ben Roethlisberger So do you think they go- <laughs> what do you guys think about that move? I'm I'm,
2: I'm right. only gonna
1: go ahead. I mean <laughs> No, no, go ahead, go ahead.
2: No, I'm just I. I By all means, I, I'm. How can I say this? I'm, I get the reasoning behind it, but they need to put their money where their mouth is if they're going to reinvest. And even though they did did they, they did do this starting with Big Ben's contract, um, I think that I think. <sighs> I I want to see more from them as far as what they're going to do in the big picture scheme. I mean, yes, this will help them as far as the money is concerned, the salary is concerned, but at the end of the day, did they only do this without doing anything else to improve the team? That's where I'm looking at. So I'm trying to think there has to be a bigger picture in here some way, shape or form, because if not, then I'm puzzled as to why they do it to begin with.
1: Well, they did it because they were cash-strapped. I mean, they Ben was scheduled to make $41 million, and obviously we saw that the cap is reduced by 8%, and now yeah. have ate up a ton of their cap. So they had no choice but to do it because they recognized that um, they can't do anything unless they restructure their contract, which was a good thing. Um, yeah. And then on top of that, you got Juju who's a free agent. That they may let walk, um, which they'd be stupid to walk, but then Juju the Steelers are hoping that Juju would turn into a one, but he's not a one. Uh-huh. He's damn there. he's a damn good slot and he's a great number two, but I don't think I don't think he has one potential. Um and the Steelers just has a, a great knack. Shout out to uh shout out to Dana, by the way, Steelers fan, number one. Steelers has a knock for uh, letting go of receivers' health. It's letting go of players, period, knowing when it's time to let go. So I think they're going to let him walk. I think they're going to try to shore up that offensive line. And they got to draft a running back, draft another wide receiver. And they need to find somebody to replace Bud Dupree. Mm. buybacker because i did they didn't cap they didn't uh, put him under the cap so i think he's gonna walk too
0: mm. uh, yeah
1: so they, they got a lot of pressing issues and and big ben was uh was a big part of uh why they were kind of handicapped
2: but that's my whole point about the bigger picture like if the, if they do all this and you know they stay pat and then just show up everything from the draft what would be the point of it? That's kind of where I'm going with like, the whole bigger picture, I get the reasoning behind the restructuring of being contract to save money, but what is it if you don't utilize that leverage of the extra money, the money that you're getting back? What good is it if you don't utilize that to improve your roster in some way, shape or form? Whether it's the offense or the defense, whether it's to replace Juju or whether it's to replace anybody else that you're losing. That's where I'm coming from. What is the big picture? What is the end game here? And if that is the case and, you know, if they have something down the road where they shore up their offense or replace whoever and it works out perfectly, then so be it. But if they don't do anything, if they stand pat, then that's where I'm coming from as far as the confusion is concerned because I don't understand why they would do all that and then don't improve their team or work towards improving their team. That's where I'm coming from. Get that high, or at least reach out to get that free agent that they're that they need, or, or shore up the offensive line, or do the things that is necessary to get them back to not just being a playoff team, but advancing in the playoffs.
1: I, I'm no Steelers fan, and I, I I don't follow them very tough. But I don't recall the Steelers really doing anything flashy as far as free agents or anything like that. They always tend to get damn good draft picks, and they always tend to play real damn well. I don't, I don't recall them really getting high-profile free agents or anything like that to, to come in. They always just seem to just make do with what they got. So it's a I don't call
3: team, <laughs> right? I, I just don't think we're going to
1: see the Steelers do anything flashy during the, during the offseason. I think they they're going to stand pat and just do what they do. Like their their but, scouting department is just ridiculous. So,
2: okay. So, I mean, I I get that. But from, I'm not saying like the flashy names, but to make improvements otherwise, like to focus on the O-line or, you know, get, if you're doing that, all that, get free agents, I mean, O-line free agents to bring them in. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm coming from. Like, it may not be the flashiest player, but it is something that at least, you know, that they're bringing in people to help improve whatever it is that they have going now. Or if they lose someone, they bringing up someone to you know to imp- to not just improve but stand pat with where they are. So some type of improvement is what I'm talking about in, in the long in the long run, um, not just the you know the pick here and there or you know I'm talking about the long run. What is their end game? That's where I'm for for the next season.
0: Yeah, because I mean, essentially, we've been being restructuring his contract basically. In and, and all intents and purposes, this is probably Big Ben's last year under center for the for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, so I, I I get it, Ace. I, I, they they normally don't make flashy free agency picks. Um, they normally you know, well, I think if it's Patrick was one thing, but outside of that, I think they don't they they don't do the big splashes like other teams do. They normally pick through the draft, and they've always been lucky, whether it's Getting a you know Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, Big Ben himself, and you know the list can go on and on. They draft well, and you can always trust the uh, the Runes and that organization to always find diamonds in the rough. Um, but if you're trying to if you're keeping Big Ben around and he restructuring his contract, then you're right. You better spread that around because this is going to be a last shot with him. After this year, I think you're going to have to put big Big Ben out the pasture. Same, the same way the Giants had to tell, tell Eli, you're done. <laughs> now, either you want to be, you're going to walk on your own, or you're going to get sit down <laughs> and you're going to get told to walk. Either way, they're going to probably going to have to spend a little bit of capital, do things they normally don't do. If they want to try to make this last splash run with, um, with big Ben, because after that, they're going to have to go back to the drawing board and just try to just reload.
1: <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, I'm curious. I'm curious because even when they, even when the Steelers are shitty, shitty meaning that Big Ben went down and they had to w- rely on Mason Rudolph as their quarterback, they still went eight and eight. Like I don't, I don't think that. Is there something magical about that team <laughs> that they just do not do poorly? So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think that they're going to sit there, regardless, as if they decide the end game that they're going to decide to address the offensive line or they're going to decide to address the defense. I think they'll just whatever they'll do, they'll do it well and finish at least no no at a minimum of eight, and eight. And, but I still think they're going to fight for a playoff. Just because yeah. it's
0: the way. But, but could you imagine, you know, if if the last, I mean, if, let's call it spade to spade, the last, what, four years of Steelers have been hell. I mean, with Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, could you imagine the last at least three years if Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, you know, had all been not such malcontents and were staying on the squad and played? Do you think that that would have... All things being considered. Hmm?
1: It wouldn't have worked because some, somebody would have had to get paid and somebody wouldn't have got paid.
0: Correct. True. But I was wrong with that is even let's say they all found a way to play, even though they were bickering about money, which it didn't They what it was. Let's just say they didn't have all those issues. Hmm. Do you think that the Steelers with those two would have been able to at least blunt the Kansas City Chiefs run?
1: Yes, I think so because the way the Steelers play defense. Yeah,
0: it's it's not it's not coincidental that the last three years that the Kansas City have been on this tear, you know, as far as you know, pretty much running roughshod over the AFC has been after Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell imploded with the Steelers. And I just say they were going to the Super Bowl before then, but they had a they had a hell of a squad when everybody was happy. (laughs) Yeah.
1: can i also just say that you know uh we're all wearing black but you know we didn't we didn't decide to do that by the way
0: oh black that looks like a little bluish to me Al. (laughs) nah it is black
2: it's the the lighting that's all it is the lighting
1: yeah stop looking in my closet man sorry my closet is not for you guys because you guys can't fit my shit
0: Stop looking. Sorry, man. I'm being a Sith for today. Here go the here uh, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> go the background with the Imperial guards in the back. i <laughs> all still loving that background. I, I, I'm loving the background. I'm
2: sorry. I love it. Love it.
0: Uh, uh, well, we're gonna switch gears now into uh, our favorite topic. Hold on, hold on, hold on,
2: hold up! I'm sorry. Before we do that, I do have a question. Um, be- let's get back to um, Dallas because somebody asked that question, and I completely wanted to get your thoughts. Um, Dak being back, you think Dallas now still the clear favorites for the NFC East? Why not? East
1: is trash.
2: Defense aside, though.
1: The East is trash. No, they still had a shot last season, despite all the BS. They trash. <laughs> the entire league is trash. <laughs> uh,
0: I w- there that they'll be my favorite at, at the moment. Yeah. I mean, like you said, it's it's trash. I mean, you know, Eagles are a mess. The Giants are rebuilding. <laughs> Let's call it what it is. And what about the Washington football
1: team? Football team? Don't, they got, I, don't I don't know. They got a what guy at quarterback. But, <laughs> Who? Who? Who's the guy? Exactly. Who is the guy? I, I just said they have a guy. I never said they have the guy. Just like they,
3: had, just like the Washington football team, the name itself—they have a quarterback. <laughs> the quarterback. They,
1: they had, they had a quarterback, Alex Smith, which they decided to let walk.
0: And, and now left you with no quarterback.
1: Whoever, whoever played that playoff game is their starting quarterback right now. So, right, he's a guy, you know what I'm saying? They have a guy quarterback, they got wide receivers, they got a running back, but I mean, there's no household names. Is this like a group of, a collective group of people that just plays in the division that just so shitty that any given, and it's it's so sad that up until the last week, Dallas still had opportunity. They still had the opportunity. They still blew it, even up until the very last weekend of the season. That just goes to show how shitty the damn league is, and this how how incompetent Dallas is. Because if they had any competency whatsoever, they could have went to the playoffs.
0: No, I'm No, I didn't, that wasn't it. It was I'm a Giants fan, and we sucked. We <laughs> yes. sucked for a variety of reasons. We sucked and was leading the division for about fucking four weeks and still had opportunity to get into the division as long as the Eagles didn't tank. (laughs) I
3: was about to bring up the Eagles. Could you imagine if they had
2: started Jalen before all this went down with a couple of wins? And they still was at the last, they still was in the last week heading in with a shot of, well, last two weeks, with a shot heading in to make the playoffs as well. So, it's a free-for-all. It's a (laughs) free-for-all. But I had to ask that question in regards to well, who you think is the favorite still in the NFC East.
0: I mean, as of right now, even with even with back injury leg, and we you don't know exactly how he's going to be when you return. I agree with AC. I would take him over a very questionable Daniel Jones, who is not as injured as he is.
2: I, okay, I I
0: I'm I mean Yeah. Experience aside, who knows? I don't. I don't know. Daniel Jones I, has flashes one week, and then I don't. I don't know. <laughs>
1: look, on paper, Dallas is supposed to win, based off the names that they have on their roster.
2: On, on paper. paper, gotcha. On
0: paper,
1: <laughs> they have the talent. They're just shitty. Just for whatever reason, they're just shitty.
0: Wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me at all this season. Jalen Hurts has a fucking MVP caliber year, <laughs> that's and they not, won the division. That's, I swear, (laughs) the NFC East is so (laughs) unpredictable, that wouldn't shock me.
3: That's what I was thinking. I was going to say, it's
2: going to be one of those – you took the words right out of my mouth. I said, it's going to be one of those teams where everybody's going to think Dallas is going to win, and then some team, some quarterback, is going to have a miracle season, and just that one season where they just own the NFC East that no one saw coming. That's why I brought up the the question. Because as much as Dallas is the favorites. They never proved to be the, the clear-cut winners when it's all said and
0: done,
1: so. And Jerry's going to sit there and kick himself like, why did I pay the man $40 million a year? No, well, uh,
0: well I'll, I'll say this. This is my last final thought on that Dak that Prescott thing. You got your money, which means there's expectation of Super Bowl, not, not NFC Championship game, but Super Bowl. He's going to get one grace year based on the injury that he got where he basically broke his ankle and everything, he gets this year. Thank God he got a 75 million this year. After that, his his, his neck is going to be on a chopping block if, if, if he can't deliver. So he has one grace year.
1: This is- <laughs>
2: but I, I, I'm not going to – I can't blame him if they don't do anything to like to show up that defense. So, like, you can't put him in. Uh, I mean, there. Of course, there are people gonna blame him. Of course, but you can't. He can't take all the blame if they don't do anything as far as defensive is concerned or show up that defense. So.
1: Oh, oh, yes, again, because they're gonna say he didn't throw for five thousand yards, or at least if somebody, somebody we know, will say he didn't throw for five thousand yards. That he's trash, you know, because he didn't throw for five thousand yards.
3: And he ran the ball all the time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's <was> trash. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that debate is gonna get kind of old. I to be honest, I, I really don't want to hear that debate. So
3: we'll oh, move dude, on it's, on it's that. A,
1: a every season, it's an every season debate. Well, it's you know what, every it's not, season
2: debate. That
3: is
1: true. Is, is this more or less them just saying that every damn season, and it's either you told it out. <laughs> Or you entertain the question? <laughs> I told it, was, it out. <laughs> you entertain that shit this
0: year. <laughs> I had to ask one question. That's all. Then I it told takes. out after
3: That's all it no, takes.
0: I, I really had to ask the question. That was it. I asked him. I was like, "What? What is it really?" And that's what I wanted to know. I had to, for myself, find out what what did the hate come from. And then he kind of he made the explanation. He just doesn't like black running quarterbacks. I said, "Oh," and then that was. It. <clears throat> To
3: the
2: rest of the world, this is a friend that we're discussing um, <laughs> that basically um, is not a fan of running quarterbacks. I'm um, just going to leave it at that.
1: Oh no, no, sir. No, sir. If you
2: want play, <laughs> I was trying to be nice about it. <laughs> Say it <all> right. <laughs> okay.
1: Because then, because then the ignorance comes in when he sits there and says the, the fresh crop is coming into the, into the draft and the number one draft pick. It's a, you know, it's a drop back QB and he's going to be the next God coming up. And I was like, you do realize he runs? He's like, no, he doesn't. I was like, so you don't watch Clemson football, do you? He's like, yeah, you're right. I don't watch Clemson football. I was like, (laughs)
3: <laughs> all right, but wait. We can. We, we gotta come back. We get off subject. No, we, we, let's, we let's, all, let's,
0: let's pivot.
3: Yes, let's pivot. Because this could be another conversation for another time.
0: Let's please pivot. I'm sorry, smooth. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get away from that subject because that's we we'll to deal with that another uh, another day. However, the NBA All Star weekend got shortened to a day or got shortened to a couple of hours last Sunday. There was the skills challenge. There was a three point, um, challenge. Um, and then there was the all-star game. I watched the skills challenge. Um, who was it? Um, was this a bonus or yeah. it's a bonus one, it's bonus one skill challenge. Was it? Center or power forward? Take your pick. You play power forward. Uh, power forward slash center. Yeah. And we have Steph Curry win the three-point competition. That was actually pretty got-darn Um hey, uh, Mike Conley. Mike Conley. He put some heat on him. I'm not going to talk about the All-Star game because I think the All-Star, well, there's an aspect of the All-Star game I want to talk about, but not the whole thing as a whole because I think it's gotten bad over the years, at least for us. However, what do you guys think about the skills challenge and the three-point competition? And do you guys think they should leave it at that.
1: I I just like to put a disclaimer out there to say I did not watch not a single ounce, not a single second, not a single <laughs> millisecond of anything NBA All-Star this past weekend. So I will defer all my comments to the two of you, and I'll just sit back and smile and, and say nothing.
2: Go. <laughs> I was gonna defer it to you because I as well. now nah, I'll just play. No, I'll just play. Um, I ain't gonna front. I did not see the skills challenge. I saw highlights of everything for the most part. Um, to be honest, the only thing that was very impressive—I mean, the only thing that was very interesting and intriguing to watch was the three-point competition. And when you when that to me was the only intriguing thing that I enjoyed um that is a serious issue going forward um maybe because the fans wasn't there or it wasn't as impactful as it was um but i just didn't find it at all appealing at this stage um really it was just one of those uh uh-huh hum moments until the three point competition of course because that got real interesting um i thought that the skills challenge you know it's a who's who of people winning it. So I wasn't really, you know, I wasn't really, like, intrigued about it. But the three-point competition got me intrigued. It was a good enough for me to be intrigued about everything else that was going on. And then when everything else came on, um, including the All-Star Game, the dunk competition, I just, that was it for me. Um, three-point competition was, by far, to me, one the, was the best um, out of that whole series, um, I, I was yelling at the TV when dunk contest came on and was like, this can't be it. Like, I get it that they shortened it and just added it to those amount of players, but that to me was probably the most uninspired I've been watched to watch a dunk contest in a long time. And that's saying something. Um, I thought that overall that first, um, Anthony Simmons, even though he won it, um, I thought the I forgot the dude from Indiana um, that the first person that dunked. I thought his was probably the best dunk out of all of them, and he still got like a forty-four. So when I saw that, that's what I knew. First of all, let me say this: let's get this off the bat right off the bat. Um, the coaches, the the the, the judges for the NBA slam dunk competition. I mean, I get that it's a round robin of people, but I I I was solely disappointed in their judging. Um solely disappointed in that whole event, as a matter of fact. But that all in all, that really basically just set the present of what it was going to be for the rest of the night. So like I said, I didn't watch all of it. I watched the beginning. And to be honest, I watched the rewind. Um I saw it from majority of the beginning to majority of the end, but I was not it wasn't because of anticipation or excitement it was just basically because it was on so when it gets to that point that's when I knew that it wasn't wasn't worth to to watch it at all um kind of wish I had that time back but at that moment it is what it is so um that's all I'm going to say about that I'm not going to add anything else
0: well I didn't see any of the um slanted competition I was en route back home but I did see the the skills challenge always was in, pretty entertaining. Um, the three point competition, which has became, in my opinion, the crown jewel of the um, of the um, the All Star weekend, if you want to call it that. I mean, Mike Conley, whew, that dude dropped twenty eight in the first round, and then then of course, Steph. I mean, I to say Steph. Steph Steph Curry dropped thirty one, and I mean, he and I don't know you see a site. Saw the highlights, Ace, but um, they got the racks, they got the whole money ball racks. Now they put like three point shots that are like a little bit farther behind the three point line, with like two like green balls like near like the top wings, and so, um, of course you know when Chef get the cooking, Chef um, get the cooking, he dropped thirty one, and it was funny because Kenny Anderson was like he's gonna give me thirty, and he gave him thirty one, and. Then once they got in the second round, Connelly dropped 27, putting mad pressure on Steph Curry, and he hit the money ball in the last shot to get 28. <laughs> Etched them by one. And it was that was it, it was pretty um that's what I'm looking for. It was good. I mean, it you know, that to me has which when we were growing up, it was all about. Slam dunk, slam dunk, slam dunk, didn't necessarily care about the three-point competition. But now it's reverse because I guess at our age, we've seen it all. <laughs> we've seen some of the you know greatest dunkers of, of, of our era in it. And I don't know. It, it doesn't interest me at all. I mean, even if I think you would try to get some big names in there, I don't think that would still interest me now. What was curious is that I guess Steph Curry got warmed up in that three-point competition because Dan was launching from half court and him and um, Dame Dollar put on a shooting performance in that All-Star game. I mean, them dudes was going like shot for shot from like not the three-point, but way behind the three-point. I mean, you get Steph heaving it up, but Dame was shooting that long three-pointer like it was a regular jumper, like like effortlessly just and nothing but net. And I mean... They lit it up.
1: Wake me up when the playoffs start. <laughs>
0: <laughs> as I as I normally would say, yes.
1: <laughs> no, matter of fact, wake me wake me up when the play-in game start. Cause I think that'll be more intriguing than the damn playoff itself. Cause I want to yeah. see Charlotte go take a spot from somebody in the East.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow, so you can see Mr. Mr. Um Lamelo Ball,
1: I actually like him. I actually like him. Really? And I, I would actually, yeah, I do. I, I think I think he's gonna be special. I really do. And I would hell, I would love to see. It'll never happen. Where him and uh, Lamelo, Lamelo. You mean Lonzo? Lonzo, yeah. I would love to see the two of them play together. I know the middle kid. He. He ain't got a snow, a snowball shot in hell to make the damn league. He's the uh, trust. no. He
0: got. He actually got a. um he, he got like a like a I guess what to call like a walk on c- contract for the Pistons beginning yeah. of the season or maybe or maybe training camp to kind of come in and see. He didn't make the cut, but he got a opportunity invite. invite. Yeah, yeah.
1: They had my name on me. Where's he at now? Somewhere overseas? No,
2: I, I think he was. In, uh, uh, I think I gotta check and see, but I think he's in the G in the G League.
1: He stay in the G League. I don't
2: know about that. I don't know about that. All it go- takes is the right opportunity for somebody to get called up. Like it's like the explosion with um, Jeremy Lin. Like he got called up, and then when the Knicks, all it takes is that one opportunity. And then when the Knicks, we got onto the Knicks, insanity was born. So.
1: And then stupid ass Nick set his ass down and traded him I and
2: Well, that was the whole issue with him and the, the quote with him and Mello and all that stuff. That was, you know, but
1: I, I haven't even paid attention with that uh the racial slurs with the against Asian Americans.
2: Yeah, that's pretty serious. Um in the G League, uh, he was saying that he get he has have received he has received racial slurs during the game when he played in the G League. And now the G League is investigating it. So, and
1: he got called up to the league.
2: No, no, he's in the G League. Um, but the NBA and the G League affiliate is investigating it. Uh, um, gotcha, gotcha. um, but it's no, ser- I mean, to be honest, with everything that's been going on in the NBA, with that, and now with the issue with Miles Leonard, um, being sat down by Miami Heat because of his racial slurs. Um, his it's, it's, it's It's awakening now for NBA players because now they're starting to see that. Um, And um, when Miles Leonard did called, um, I guess he had um, racial slurs or uh, homophobic slurs while playing video games, he got caught out there. And Miami sat him down. Now they said they sat him down indefinitely until Mm. they investigate what's going on. So it's it's definitely. I, 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 to be honest, Jeremy Lin was the first one that brought it up, but now I didn't expect it from actual NBA players that are doing those type of things.
1: Uh, when will these chaps ever learn? (laughs) There's way too many cameras in the world now. You know, it's a sad state of affairs when somebody would rather record you in trouble are getting hurt, or while you're hurt, as opposed to wanting to get you some assistance because you're hurt or you're in trouble. You know, some they always want to be the first one to put you out there on social media. I,
2: I will say this, but from yeah. Miles Leonard's standpoint, dude was recorded on Twitch.
1: Again, that's the self-inflicted one. That's the. <laughs> <stupid> one. <laughs> I mean. He 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 messed up additional streams of income because of stupidity. But I digress. I was going where I was going with this is that I remember, <laughs> I remember back in the day when digital cameras first came out, and you know how we used to be. You know, we used to be in our areas of different cities, having nice times, and people will pull out these digital cameras. What would we be doing? <laughs> Ducking and hiding because we didn't want to be on nobody's website, so. <laughs> <laughs> Or we didn't want to be in, in, in any in kind of any kind of position where it might look like, okay, what the hell are y'all doing? Compromising
0: situations.
1: Exactly. But we had the mindset to think about those things with digital cameras. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't instantly put them anywhere, but still we were we were forethinking to say, it might not be there tonight, but in two days it could be somewhere and we don't even want to be bothered with that crap two days from now. These jokers don't even have to sit there, and the, the foresight to sit there and think, oh my God, something could possibly come out in the next 35 seconds, depending on what the hell I do. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's just ridiculous. I mean, as far as things coming out of their mouths, the actions that they do, and it's, it's like, do whatever it is, say whatever it is, and then think about the consequences later. Or you just don't think that you're gonna say a homophobic slur against a particular race of people and don't think that anybody's not going to catch it and then throw you out there because everybody's hating on you, dude. You got money. (laughs) They may, you may think they like you, but you got money. You know, they want to, everybody wants to take down a dude that's getting paid. (laughs) So, you know, I, I I feel bad for Jeremy Lin and, and everything that's going on in that aspect because you just got stupid people saying stupid things. You know, but when you self-inflict shit upon yourself, I just laugh at you because now you're just screwing up with your money. <laughs> That's it.
3: I'm sorry. I just when you just said that it just brought back memories
0: hiding <laughs> from the digital
3: camera. <laughs> I, <still do. laughs>
0: I think I think I think dude still still hiding, or at least they put their <laughs> hands
1: on a swivel. <laughs> All the times he's hiding in the camera. I'm sorry. I'm, or, or, you, or you see the dude with the big old camera talk about this is for the website. Like, ah, that's the first thing that came to my mind when we used to
3: hang out. And we was hiding from the dude. I'm sorry. That's, that's what I'm sorry. i Oh, I'm just reminiscing. That's all. I'm
2: sorry.
1: I mean, oh he, man. He, he would slide to the side like you would tap me other like a move would be like, oh yeah. <laughs> <God."> <laughs> and the sad thing was we weren't doing nothing at all we just just had <laughs> it,
0: it, oh, it was just it was just second nature <laughs> yeah definitely
3: second nature oh it's like, man that's a lie
1: i just don't i just don't understand i just don't get how they don't think like that it's like it's almost like this shit is just way too normal now
0: because <laughs> it is, they, it you is. Know, they 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 grew up with all this stuff social media and being able to just instantly put your thoughts on twitter or you know out there um but but in all seriousness i mean you know i, I think these allegations that you know of course the jeremy lynn has said and of course you know the guy from miami heat what he did i mean you know we you know, we all have to be mindful of any kind of bad, you know, bad words or discrimination, no matter the race, you know, or the religion. Um, it can always be just about Black Lives Matter. You know, you, you, you know, we say that, you know, you know, it does. But there's other races out there too that a lot of people get discriminated upon, you know, for a variety of reasons. And we all have to be respectful and mindful of all. Um, who, who feel discriminated and have inappropriate things said to them. Yes. Um, so, on that, I'm a, I'm a sway, I'm a differentiate. I was going to talk about um, college basketball with Dukies, but I'm not going to talk about that just yet. I want to talk about Les Miles. Um, ah. <laughs> Le- Mr. Les Miles, who left... What was that? LSU was it mm-hmm. that he was at? Correct. For whatever reason.
1: Well now no one, we know the
0: reason. Yeah, now we know. <laughs> I was saying no, no one was talking about that for the last couple of years. He gets hired as can you know Kansas Kansas football coach back in
1: 2018. A D uh, hmm? was his boy.
0: Yes, Eddie was boy. You know, he said that he was properly vetted. Of course you were. He said he asked him all the appropriate questions. Of course you did. He said that everything was all good. Of course, it was. <laughs> and then the allegations came out, and now everybody's running for cover. Les Miles steps down, or was told to step down, or however they did it. The AD now, I believe, got fired, or he stepped down, or told to step down. Les Miles still gets paid. Actually, still get a little bit of cheddar from Kansas City, Kansas. Um. But these allegations are extremely serious allegations um, that he had. I mean, what is your guy's opinion about all this Les Miles stuff? I'm not going to say stuff, Les Miles allegations and everything that's been going on with him. It's –
2: I mean – I will say this. I mean, with everything that's been going on, and now that the allegations like the everything now is coming out the to the light now. So, I mean, Les Miles, number one, did the right thing of stepping down. That's number one. Number two, the AD that hired Les Miles um resigned was the right thing as well. Because obviously you said you vetted, like you, like you said, smooth, but it wasn't enough. Um, if all of this is coming out. So I think that as of right now. What's crazy about it is is that once I mean until this investigation is completely over and depending on the outcome of this, if God forbid that like if this was where he gets a if if nothing major happens to him, um, the question I have is that. Well, the, the NCAA, number one, no matter what the outcome, should do something in regards to step in as far as the hiring process is concerned. Because you don't want this baggage to linger on anymore. So if I was the NCAA, I would step up front of this and be like, until this is complete, you know, once the outcome is done, um, less mild. I mean, he at this stage shouldn't be interviewing for any other coaching positions going forward until unless he's completely exonerated, something like that, or not even that, as a matter of fact, Um, because there's so much damage here, Les Miles should not even be coaching going forward, period, in the NCAA. Um, He needs to find another, do something else with his, you know, career, whatever the case may be. But at this stage, everything is starting to come out to light. Um, Kansas should have never hired him to begin with, bottom line. And the AD that's that hired him, um, he should never, going forward, be allowed to be an AD anyplace else at this stage. But we all know that that may or may not work, or that's not going to, you know, as part of the NCAA, I, as far as the favoritism and stuff is concerned. I just until this until this clears up, one way, shape, or form, I don't see any change in, or any lesson being learned from this from the NCAA. Uh, uh, Wow. Mm.
1: Mm. Well, if we're going to talk less miles, let's talk. Let's take it all the way back to LSU. Oh, there you go. LSU knew about this stuff going back to 2014, maybe even sooner. And they thought about firing him then, but did not. It still allowed him to coach for a couple more seasons. Before they part ways, you know, that's that's what happened when you coach big boy football and you win a national championship. You can you can turn around and do a few things and, you know, whatever. So LSU kind of swept it underneath the rug and said, okay, this shit is not my problem no more. I ain't worried about it. I'm not going to make a big stink about it. But if I guess if somebody comes and asks, we'll sit there and say, nod, nah, nod, nah, wink, wink, maybe, maybe, maybe not sort of thing. And you can go ahead and deal and make your own decision. Now he stopped coaching there for a little while. Now it makes sense why a lot of schools probably didn't touch him because schools needed coaches. I always thought that Rutgers should have went after Les Miles because it was a name and he would have got recruits to come in there. And I'm sure Rutgers probably did kick the tires on that and they probably sniffed around and was like, mm, smells kind of stank. I don't know who <laughs> our campus. <laughs> so, you know, like, nah. So, last desperate heave of desperation, I guess, you know, Kansas, him and Jeff Long were, were buddies. They were boys from back in the day. And Jeff Long was like, all right, come on through, I got you. Plus, Kansas, we all know, is shitty in football. So if you can get a name to come in there and coach. You might generate some better talent and it might pick up some things, and Kansas might become somewhat relevant in football. I guess what I just don't understand. I mean, yeah, I get it, dude. You're Les Miles. Yeah, I get it. You won a national championship. I and mean, you're not. And if you watched, I don't know, we all have the ESPN Plus. And in, on ESPN the Plus, they were actually chronicling Kansas football, like mm-hmm. a little series about it. Yep. So he can sit there and kind of watch it. And the dude, the dude is kind of off a little bit, just because of, I think his memory is a little crazy, a little shot a little bit, just the way he talks and stuff. But how, how the family just sits there and acts like nothing is nothing, it's almost like crazy to me. And I'm not saying that what he did, obviously, what he did is documented, well-documented. So you have to take the, the truth from what everything that's what's coming forward. But damn. I'm like, dude, you damn near 60, 70 years old. Stop hollering at the 19-year-olds, man. I get it. We all want I understand we get up there. We want to make it seem like we can still attract and be appealing to somebody really young. But dude, you can get yourself a hot 35-year-old <laughs> and keep it moving. And nobody will say nothing if you want to sit there and have inappropriate conversation with a 35-year-old. What you do with a 35-year-old, that's this indiscretion between you and your and your wife. <laughs> the university can get past all that. <laughs> but you want to mess with coke. You want to mess with the damn girls that go to the school in Kansas. Come on, man. That's the straight-up foolishness. And you deserve everything that's going to happen to you. The only thing that could possibly save you, possibly, is the, the rot and the evil of the NFL. <laughs> 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 and Urban Meyer just said, come on, man, this, I just think it was an analyst. You just step in the, and just keep quiet. I had to shoot you a paycheck. You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> well, I don't know about that one. He might, uh, Urban Meyer had to be a little bit quiet after that last fiasco he did, and he got caught with his hand in the cookie jar. <laughs> uh,
1: true, but this could be one of those real quiet hires that don't get mentioned. This kind of just like, hey, welcome aboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And two years later, he'd be like, oh shit, when the Les model started working for Jacksonville? <laughs> you know?
0: I say maybe in two years that <laughs> might.
1: <laughs> and I'm just like, dog, I'm like, why? Why, dude? You're too old to be sitting around here acting this crazy and this wild. But I mean, I guess it's, it's just probably just something in his DNA, his genes. That he just, he managed to see it as something really crazy. But in today's society, or the past 10, 20 years, you know, you just can't come out there just talking all reckless and think everything's gonna be all right. This ain't the type of the day back at the work day when a man can sit there and smack a woman on the ass in the workplace and say whatever and think it's all good. You know, like the sixties, whenever that type of, type of work atmosphere took place before women's rights and everything like that. So I don't know how he got stuck into thinking that this shit was cool, but again, Stupid is what stupid does. If you want to go out there and put yourself out there knowing what people do nowadays, then you getting everything that's deserved of you.
2: Again, but that also, <laughs> but that, I'm sorry, but that also goes with the AD as well. Like you knew that mad colleges and universities for some reason they didn't bring them aboard. But yes, yeah, you brought him aboard, uh, you brought him aboard um as a favor, as a friend. Sometimes you you can't do you gotta you can't mix your friendship with business. And that's where it happened with the AD because now you know that the baggage he had and then you still brought him aboard anyway. So this is technically still, I mean, I mean, I get that this is Les Miles' issue, but the AD is dumb enough to do it as well to bring him aboard anyway, knowing that this was gonna be an issue down the road.
1: But how much you want to bet during their interview process that they both had that conversation. The AD was like, come on, dude, you still doing that shit? He's like man, you know, you know, you know, I ain't really do that stuff at LSC. He's like, dog, you really doing that shit? Cause you know that's probably the conversation. I'm not saying dog and shit, you know, yeah. whatever like that. Yeah. But you know that's the conversation that they had. He's like, man, look, if I if I stick my neck out there for you, can you promise me that you won't do this crap? And I guarantee you, that's was Like, yeah, man, I really just I just want to get back to coaching, man. I promise I won't do none of that stuff. And he was probably good for like the first six months. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, he probably
2: cleaned up his act going forward. But he should have told him, like, yeah, I kind of did all that stuff, and I was at LSU. Trust me,
1: the AD knew. Yeah, that's what.
2: No, but that's what I'm saying. Like. If, like you said, that scenario when he came up, I mean, of course, if the AD knew for a fact that he did all this stuff back then, he shouldn't have hired him and brought him aboard to begin with. Because he kept his no, yeah, Les Miles may have kept himself clean at Kansas, but it still doesn't. Def- the, I mean, everything happened with the LSU incident because as more <laughs> allegations came out, that's when all this was, you know, is born is blown up to where it is now. No, no, I'm not saying that he didn't do anything in Kansas. We don't know.
1: Oh, oh Okay, because he did. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the whole reason the LSU crap came up because of the crap that's going on in Kansas.
2: Oh wait, so wait, ho, ho 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 ho. Wait a minute. I'm all right. So wait, I'm confused. So this is not about what happened in LSU. This is new stuff that was brought up. What happened in Kansas?
0: But that, once that that precipitated the stuff from LSU well, coming out.
2: Yep. All right, so an incident happened in Kansas,
0: right? Multiple
2: incidents happened in Kansas. And that's what brought up back the LSU. Uh, okay. All right, that's where I'm confused at. Okay, all right.
1: All right, so... It was never a scenario that, oh, you know, we just want to sit there and smear less miles five to seven years later. This this dumbass over here just keep doing the same old crap.
3: Oh, oh, okay. Well, then, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. No,
2: I, I, I didn't... Yeah, bottom line, if he's been doing if he's doing it, if he did it then Kansas did there's no reason why he should even be brought back. But you I would not be surprised if another NCAA college football D1 school would give a consideration down the road years later when things uh, die down. The
1: only the only reason uh what's his name? He was coaching in Arkansas, he got caught out there with the with the girl, the, the intern or whatever, the staffer or the motorcycle accident uh, was coaching at uh, Louisville. Went back to Louisville, just recently got fired. I can't think of his name right now. He was, uh, he was uh, Lamar Jackson's coach at Louisville. Um, the only reason he got hired again is because it just happened to be one female that worked with him on the staff at Arkansas, but it was more so an incident where it was a fidelity sort of thing between his wife and whatever, and the university just felt stupid, so he, they got he got to let go. But this is a dude. This she was of age, put it like that. She Bobby Petrino. Like, yeah, Bobby Petrino. She she was an adult versus Les Miles want to sit there and kick it with eighteen and nineteen year old co-eds at Kansas. You know, blue blue eyed blonde haired girls, whatever. That he's attracted to, so that's his dumbass. Uh, you know, uh, I always think about that commercial, Mister Mister Dumbass. You know, no, my last name is Dumas. I forget the damn commercial, but that was so long ago. But it, I we call this the Mister Dumbass Mister Dumbass award because he's a dumbass for going out there doing what the crap that you're doing, thinking that you're t- that you're Teflon Don and you're not gonna get touched, dude. This is a different age nowadays, man. These women are coming out and their voices are being heard. Stop him with the BS. <laughs> and,
0: and, and 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 for clarification purposes, so we're making sure we're we're accurately reporting. There was some stuff going on in Kansas, but that wasn't the reason why he got stepped down. That was in the midst of allegations from 2013 at LSU, which really forced okay. Kansas' hand. But there were some rumblings in Kansas, but it was sort of what kind of. Made the allegations in 2013 the investigation that LSU had already did, but never did anything about. That's what eventually was. Like like A said, that was the well documented stuff back then, that came out, and that forced him to step down. Okay. Okay. So one kind of popped the other, and when the other came off, that was the one that was more documented. Where this was sort of like, we've been hearing some things, but. It was that old investigation that really, well, the old allegations that came up that really did him in.
2: But so then, truth be told, um, the rumblings that come up could still be possible somewhere down the road. Uh, I, I,
0: I, I don't know. I mean, this is an old boys club and, you know, they they, they roll like that. And <laughs> I'm not saying that, well, like this. Um, well, I'm, well, let me preference this, how he wound up in Kansas is not surprising because that's how that network rolled for up until the last couple of years mm-hmm. which allowed for LS Miles to have all these allegations back in 2013 come up and nothing happened and then his boy gives him a job like you said Ace, you still messing around with these girls? No, okay well that's good enough for me and that was probably the vetting process where other kind of schools probably was like, yeah, I don't think he'd be a good fit or yeah, I'm not sure. But like you said, a lot of schools, for whatever reason, didn't bring them on. Rutgers didn't bring him on. Um, so he gets, he gets a job at Kansas. It was quiet. Nobody thought it was going to come out. It was at LSU during his heyday and nothing came out. They thought everything was all good until, you know, stuff was talking. Talks was coming up that he was doing something, at, at, you know, back in Kansas, and then the whole shit show came out. So, like I said, the only way to redeem yourself is that if you get gobbled up by the NFL by somebody to be like an offensive or defensive coordinator somewhere, it's probably not going to happen immediately. Nope. But it wouldn't. It wouldn't shock me if he somehow. Winds up on someone's coaching staff in the NFL within the next three to five years,
1: and he's going to be, at and he won't be one of those on the field coaches. He'll be stuck somewhere behind the desk, crunching numbers or doing whatever. I mean, hell, even even Nick Saban won't even touch this man with a <laughs> with a ten foot pole right now, and he and takes it, up everybody. <laughs> I mean, you saw
0: how long you know Urban Meyer was out. Before, he got ejected, not to say that his, you know, that's not comparing apples to apples, you know. He allowed a guy to stay on knowing that he had, you know, these abuse charges against his wife. Um, so it was not the same exact stuff, but they just basically said, well, as he said, we were trying to help him. And I guess that's what the AD trying to say. He's trying to help his boy by giving him a job. They're both out. I guess what happens, Urban Meyer finds himself not only as the Jacksonville's head coach, but picking first, they get Sunshine, aka Trevor Lawrence with the first pick in the draft. I mean, that's it, it, that's if that's not a big come up, come up, it's I don't know what is.
1: Worked out perfectly in his world. He probably played that joint to a T.
0: But I will say this, you know, you know, is my last thing on it is, is that the whole S Miles thing to be able to go from LSU leaving all those allegations and going to Kansas, and then those allegations finally catching up to them. There's been plenty of coaches of color, minority coaches, that do well at schools. And still they get cut and they can't get another head coaching job back out. And yet these guys bounce from place to place to place.
2: To be honest, it's not just schools. I mean, it's coaching in general, period. I mean, it, even in pro sports, it's like that, so.
1: I'm curious. I'm curious to see what Kansas is going to do. They need they need stability, one. They haven't had a coach last three years in the past 12, 12 15 years. You know, talking about going all the way back to Mangino when he led them to a the bunch of those BCF bursts they just been bouncing coach after, coach after coach after coach after coach. So I'm curious to see what they're going to do. Um, but shame on you, Les Miles. Shame on you.
0: Yeah. Well, I, well, I pray to hope it's not a, a, they don't try to get in a, a brother man to kind of clean up that mess, because we always get stuck with the shit jobs. <laughs>
1: Pretty much. But it's like you no know, no high-profile mid-major or l- Kansas is probably low P5 is going to get. So now you're talking about trying to get top G5 coaches. Top G5 coach probably doesn't want to touch that. So then do you get mid-level mid-level group of five coach or do you sit there and take a coordinator who might be black from a, a high-profile P5 school to sit there and say shit I don't get very many very many opportunities so I gotta take whatever the hell comes to me because I don't know if I get another opportunity to be a head coach so that's why you know if a brother does accept it it wouldn't be shocking to me that that he probably wasn't their first choice but he probably blows their socks out out the water and says you know I just want a chance and he could be very well successful I mean if 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 Neil Brown can sit there and coach well to West Virginia, it, it ain't much out there. <laughs> you guys, you've been there a bunch of times. You can recruit to Kansas. You know, it's it's doable. So I mean, the job is doable. They've had winning teams. It's just a matter of they just need the right coach,
2: and it's also the right coach that will pick them as well. I mean, right. it, I mean, like you said, I mean, it's just as attractive. I mean. Trying to find the right coach is going to be difficult for them, but they need to find that coach that will accept them for where they are right now Mm -hmm. and will take that team and do the best they can to build it. And like Smooth said, this is still the Guru Boys um, era where I can honestly see, I mean, first things first, they really still have to pick an AD. Um, So I think they're going to keep it in their circle. At this stage and just focus on who they know at this stage. I don't think the plan is going to change. I don't think they're going to divvy away from getting somebody different or someone new. I think that they're going to stick with what they know and just continue on building p- bit by bit.
0: Yeah. I agree. Well, fellas and everyone out there, uh, we are we are at our time, a lot of time for the night. Uh, so before we roll, fellas, let not know where they can
1: find you at. <laughs> Find me on Twitter, cat daddy1963. That's cat daddy1963. On Twitter,
2: you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am Al Quarles. Twitter and Instagram. I am our quarrels. Also, before I say this, I gotta do a cheap plug. My boy Joel Plummer, you can't probably see this. So, um, sumo wrestlers and supermodels, go purchase that book if you haven't. Shout out to Joel Plummer.
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> Yes, and you can find me um, in a nice cantina on most Isleys, uh sipping on a drink <laughs> and listening to some good music <laughs> next to the Mandalorian. Um, not nah, really, you can find me at uh, <laughs> uh, you can find me the gram and Snapchat je ross number seven. <laughs> um, anyway, we want to thank everyone for you know listening out to our podcast. We can be found on everywhere and anywhere. Um, And also, as Ace always says, wear your masks, be safe. If you're able to get the vaccine, when is your time? And stay out of Texas. (laughs) Um... (laughs) <laughs> and a few others that are coming up. But um, yeah, stay a mess, stay out of hotbed spots. If you're able to get the vaccine, get it. Uh, make sure that your grandparents, older folks, and everyone that's susceptible, no frontline workers, you know, get their shots too. There's gonna be plenty to go around. Pick, pick your poison. <laughs> so uh with that being said, love, peace, soul, until next time.